Hey, everybody. Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll of valleyindie.org. Hopefully, you know that that is an online newspaper covering Ansonia, Seymour, and Derby in the great lower Naugatuck Valley of Connecticut. And I am very happy to welcome back, after a long absence, Seymour First Select Woman, Anne-Marie Dragonis. Hello, Anne-Marie. Hey, Eugene. How are you? I'm pretty good. Get myself all, oh, look, some random page opened. We are live. It's all working. Look, we have six viewers. I'm so excited. How exciting. But, you know, Anne-Marie, and again, thank, thanks for coming on. Around this time of year, Seymour starts its budget process, which, I mean, actually, it's already, it already started probably a month ago. Starting uh, my, on the end of December, it started, actually. My goal every month or every year We've tried various ways to do it. It never quite, quite works out. My goal is the day of the referendum, no one on Facebook from the town of Seymour posts, I didn't even know it was coming. It's like, it's, it's never worked, but it's like my white whale, you know, as someone who's just trying to get the information out there and seeing how it's tougher and tougher despite all the ways we communicate online, in person, Zoom, over the phone, what have you but it's like tougher than ever to, to get information out there. That's my editorial. So uh, you wanted to come on and talk about the budget process because I know you want people involved. Yes, very much so. So let's throw it out there. I mean, uh, I know, where, where are you in the budget process in the town of Seymour? So currently we are in the, what we call the budget workshops. And what that is, is the departments are coming in front of the Board of Finance and presenting their budgets to the Board of Finance. The Board of Finance is listening to their wants, to their needs, to their wish lists, and either saying, okay, they're asking questions and they're telling them to either come back again um, with better numbers or, okay, thank you. So it's like almost like the fine tuning phase that's happening yeah. right now. Right. So we, we start our budget process probably the end of last week of December, the beginning week of January. We have a meeting with the, the chair of the Department of Finance, Bill Swicky, myself, and all the department heads. Um, and we get together in a room, excuse me, and we, they start presenting their budgets to us, saying what they'd like, what they want. And it's everybody's way of coming together and sort of giving feedback as to, oh, hey, we, we have that in our budget. Maybe we can help you. Um, and then we listen. Bill gives them some feedback, maybe segregating out your lines, separating your lines here. And then they go back. And then the Board of Finance sets their budget workshops, gives it to our office here, and we print it. Okay, so on, you know, February uh, 2nd, we're going to meet with uh, this department. Last night, we met with the uh, fire marshal, the fire department, and Parks and Rec. So they presented their budgets last night. Monday night um, was the library, the town clerk's office. So Mondays and Wednesdays, each department gets to come and give. The first one we heard was the Board of Ed. Um, and, and, and their request. And then our police chief came on and gave his request. So each department has their say in front of the Board of Finance. Then what they do is they come 
I start putting my budget together by sitting in on these meetings, listening to what they want, listening to what they their needs are, getting feedback from the Board of Finance. I come back, I put my budget together. Then I have to present my budget. And, and when you say your budget, that's 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 not just the, your department, that is town-wide. That's that's the over that's the overall each department. It's broken down by each department. And I present it. And it could be the same numbers that each department has, or I might say, well, you know, I think after sitting down with them, can you live with this? Can you live with that? And they say, yeah, then I'll present it. Then all my budget is really is a suggestion to the Board of Finance because the Board of Finance has the final say in the budget that's presented to the taxpayers. The Board of Finance may say, you know, hey, you know, Board of Fire Commissioners or hey, Fire Department, we think you can live without this, we're gonna cut it. Or hey, Community Service, we think you can raise your revenues to this. So the Board of Finance really has the final say in that budget. And then their budget is presented in a town meeting and it's voted on. Then we go to the referendum and that's where the taxpayers vote, uh, vote on it. And they have the ultimate say. So there's a lot of checks and balances. Seymour probably has, I mean, of the towns we cover, the most layers uh, from like the creation to, to getting it to the public. So there's a lot of checks and balances, I think, uh, in place. So at what point are you going to go and present your uh, suggested budget to the finance board? I present my budget on March 7th. March 7th. Okay, so we still have a little time. And then just this week on Valentine's Day, you, uh, not that Valentine's Day has anything to do with it, but you transition back to in-person meetings. Are they in-person and on YouTube or is it in-person only? What's the deal there? They're just in-person. They're just in-person. They're not on, on YouTube. Um, we videotape them, so they'll go on YouTube. Uh, well, videotape, listen, I feel so old when I say videotape. I always say that. I always say that, yeah. Um, record. We record them and we put them up on the, the social media for people to see. You capture capture video, I think is what like, video, I, I, yes. the kids say on Fortnite, I guess. All right. So th <laughs> th that's the budget process. And obviously people are paying attention right now because, uh, and, and we've been trying to, Jean Falbo-Sosnovich, who freelances for the Valley Indy. She's a correspondent. She's very familiar with, with the town, the structures of the town. She has institutional knowledge going back a long time. And we're trying to keep an eye uh, on the budget process as it goes through without overwhelming people. Because I think sometimes if you report on too much process, people just just ignore it. But uh, yeah. how's the, what's the, is there anything uh, you can report on the school budget in terms of if they've closed that deficit they had? I think it was $839,000, I want to say. Uh, that's off the top so of my head. It's the, it, so it's really not a deficit. It's a projected deficit that they have. They are truly, they are not in a deficit at this point in time. It's a projected deficit. If there was to be no changes whatsoever and they kept spending or kept up with the way they were doing things, then there could be a potential deficit. But as of right now, there is no deficit. And Dr. Compton and Sal, are, we are all working together to see what we all can do to close that deficit. And I, what they did was, because the same thing, deficit. yeah, and the same thing is, is happening in, uh, well, different circumstances, but in Derby and Ansonia, where, well, Seymour, I'll just stick with the, with, with the Board of Ed. What it seemed they did was they put numbers down uh, in terms of insurance and the numbers weren't right, essentially. That's what it is. And the other two, I mean, that's what I, that's what it's been reported to me. Yeah, yeah well, yes, that, that is what, that is 
that number, that $830,000 number is what the benefits has come out, the cost has come out to be. But we don't know if that's truly what that number is going to be. Um, because right now we're paying everything. Everything you know, we're comes not in. Getting any deficit, you know, we're not getting any past due bills for anything, but they're also on a spending freeze. So. Okay. So that's sorting itself out. Uh, I know that the school district is dealing with that and they were very open about it as just, I know I'm not supposed to editorialize, but uh, no, being a, being a reporter for like 11 years now, sometimes these things, there's like, you hear about it third hand and maybe it's happening and then it's this and it gets very, very, very confusing to cover. So at least this has been out uh, in the open. It's been on Facebook. People have been able to uh, weigh in on it. And I should say people should try to, I'll do my best to try to answer or, or, or send questions uh, to the first select one if you have any. But uh, anyway, that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the budget? That gives people a taste of what to expect over the uh, next couple of months. These are, of course, public meetings Absolutely. where people can watch and, and, and keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, anything else you wanted to add about that? Um, no, just that we we look to hear from the residents. You know, um, once once your newspaper article came out about the the budget and the, the potential of the deficit at the Board of Ed, you know, right away it was oh, cut spending, cut cut cut. Um, teachers overpaid. Listen, there's nothing we can do more than than give our kids a good education, right? We want to bet we want to make sure our kids receive a great education, and Seymour does give our kids a good education. Um, I don't want to see anybody lose their job. I don't want to see any services cut to our students. So that's why we're, we're going to work together. But I, I want to welcome our residents to come out to the meetings. Um, and I don't want to sound like a jerk when I say this, but anybody can sit behind their computer and, and, and fix a problem on a Monday morning or a Friday. What's that, what's that called? Monday morning quarterbacking? Yeah. Right? It's very hard to um, not want to give your opinion in, in this position and, and not come off like, like, a, like somebody who thinks they know it all because we don't know it all. All of our boards volunteer their time. Our Board of Ed, it's an elected board. They volunteer their times. They have meetings, they have subcommittee meetings, they have meetings on top of meetings. Not one of them is paid. Not one of them receives any type of abatement. None of it. The only person that is an elected paid official is myself. Everybody volunteers their time in my pay. It's out there. You know, it's out there. I'm in, I'm in my office a lot. You know, I'm at every meeting at nighttime and I love to see residents come out to meetings. You know, the Board of Ed meetings, we have parents come out regarding the mask. We have parents coming out regarding the budget. Come to uh, a meeting, come to the budget hearings, listen to these boards present their, their budgets as to why they need it. Why do they need that money? Why do they want to have this? And, and we'll get a better understanding of, of what is going on in the, in the town. That's I true, there were a couple of... Go ahead, sorry. I try to do the what's happening in the 888 as far as sports, um, as far as town meetings, giving everybody the update. And I, I, I may miss a day here or there in, in, in giving the update. And I don't want people to think that we're hiding anything. I've said it 
once, and I've said it again, I am a very transparent person. I don't hide anything. And somebody may not like the way I say something, but I, I say it like it is. I, I don't sugarcoat anything, Eugene. You, you know that. You know I've been on the board since 2006. I don't sugarcoat anything. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. Kurt and Nicole will normally, you know, because they're, they're two of my best friends, they'll, they'll reprimand me for saying it the way I did. But that's just I am. If I'm going to say it behind somebody's back, I'm going to say it to their face. You know? And there is, yeah, there is an, a, an exchange of information. It is, it is important to point out that like the Board of Education, they're not paid people. I think sometimes there is uh, a knee-jerk reaction, uh, you know, that they are paid and they're not because people are actually saying that uh, on Facebook. All right, so that's the budget process this year in Seymour. I think now more than ever, it, I mean, if you go to the YouTube page for the town of Seymour, you can watch all these meetings. Yes. And, and it's a great resource. If you, you know, if you're, you have a couple of minutes to kill, they're, they're, they're interesting meetings. Uh, sometimes, like when you first watch them, it can be like learning a new language, but it's pretty good stuff. It's like stuff watching there. paint dry sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah. But all right, so now we're going to mix it up a little. Okay. And hopefully this, hopefully I keep getting a message saying that my, my uh, internet might be a little wacky. So hopefully people can uh, can see us post something on. I keep saying waiting for live signal. So hopefully uh, that isn't a disaster. But anyway, a couple of people, well, only two people uh, submitted questions uh, in advance. One person, Tony Franchise, Franchise, I apologize if I'm butchering your, butchering your name. He wanted me to ask if the BOE carries a reserve for encumbrances at the end of the fiscal year to the next. Okay. So the Board of Ed can have an, we could have an encumbrance, but an encumbrance is that if they say we're going to buy computers and we want to replace the order for computers, we cut a PO, but then the, com the computers don't come in into the next budget year, right? So that's an encumbrance. Well, a PO is written in this budget, but it doesn't come in into the following budget. So we hold that money. They cannot have a surplus, meaning if they have $189,000 because they didn't spend it, they cannot carry it because everything goes back to our general fund, just like they cannot have a deficit. You know, we talk about the, this potential deficit that they may potentially have. If we don't come up with a solution together, then that deficit becomes the town's deficit. And if it becomes oh, the town's deficit, then we go, we could go into our general fund and we could take that million dollars and plug it, but the school doesn't take carry that deficit to the following year. And we really don't want to take from our general fund because that takes away our S&P rating, the money for us to bond. And that really wouldn't be an emergency rainy day issue. That would be them looking at us like, you don't have, know how to budget and you, you're relying on that. You don't want to rely on your savings to pay your household bills, mm -hmm. right? Gotcha. Okay. So they could have an, an encumbrance meaning that they could have it if they, they put it towards something in the previous year, but they can't carry that money over just to have that money. Okay, and thanks for that question. Surplus, thanks. They can't have a deficit. Thanks for that answer. Uh, Matt Ito is actually on the, the live stream. My old friend, Matt Ito, he bought a, a coffee cup from the Valley Indy once upon a time, former Ansonia oh. Alderman a long time ago. Uh, he said, is there a projected tax increase for Seymour at this point? We, I cannot say if there is or there isn't going to be because I don't have all the budgets in yet. The it's still early. Haven't been put together yet. 
Okay, Sorry, then Matt. Uh, Matt. Oh, he'll let you know. I'm sure. Speaking of people who uh, sure, yeah. speak plainly and concisely, Matt Sab. He says, I'd like to see Bungay from West Church to Botsford be moved higher up on the list of priorities, I guess, of road paving. Uh, it's really deteriorating rapidly. Tons of people, including school buses, use it. Uh, maybe we can take care of the big things first. Absolutely. Roads are a big thing in town. And it's funny because Botsford Road, Bungay Road is part of lots of funding, the same with the Holbrook Road. And with the Bungie, we are waiting on the, uh, the state already says gave us a promise to fund, but we are waiting on the Valley Cog to give us some, uh, money for that, as well as easements for, um, we'd have to go for easements from the citizens, because th that's the whole road to break it down. So Bungie and West, it's really West to Bungie. It would start at the historical center and that whole road has to be done because there'd be sidewalks from the historical center all the way up to the high school. Of course, there'd be no sidewalks where you know those streets are, of course, but um, that's including the whole restructuring because that road is not to code. In some areas, it's really thin. Some areas, it's really wide. They'd have to do a whole restructuring of that road and the whole sidewalks as well as running utilities. Um, so we're just waiting for the state funding um, to give the state funding to the Valley Cog to give it to us. Holbrook in the works. Road, wait, what? I just said it's in the works, you're saying. It's, it is. It's in the works. Holbrook it's stuck Road, in Rick Dunn's file up there at Valley Cog. Exactly. Holbrook Road, the uh, holdup on that was getting DEEP easements. That was like two and a half years, but then we're in the whole COVID thing. Nobody was giving us answers on that. Um, but that's actually all set to go. We're just waiting on the DOT to sign off on the final letter. And we should be going into that out to bid and then starting in uh, mid, going out to bid in mid-March, starting in early summer. Bungie will, will go out to bid this fall and we'll oh, start we on it next summer. It's Bungie, I said it wrong. I lost all, what little street cred I had at Seymour. Just got flushed down the toilet. I apologize. It's Bungie, not Bungay. Oh, man. From, I'm from Somers, New York, not Summers, like you weirdo Connecticut people say. All right, so Stacey Jean, she just puts in a request. She, she's saying that Culver Street and Hillside Avenue is in rough shape. So she hopes that makes a, a list of some kind uh, We there. are starting our road process with our uh, town engineer, Brian Nesteriak from B&B Engineering. He, we're starting to put a road list together in March. So he'll be presenting the road list and I'll make sure we put, uh, what was it, Culver and what? Culver Street and Hillside Avenue, Stacy Jean says. She says it's been pushed off or waiting a while. We're still waiting every year. Uh, we always hear next year, thank you. I will have it on the list for Mr. Uh, for B&B &B Engineering. Bam, how do you like that? <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so that's that. All right, let's get to, I had a question, but I forgot it, but you put, uh, some, all right, look, you had this, this board of selectmen meeting the other night, right? And, and Gene and I are talking and I'm looking at the agenda and, you know, we try to cover, we're trying to, you know, do a better job covering Seymour, but we both looked at that agenda and I'm like, oh, we can't, I, we can't, we can't, we can't cover There's There's not news coming out of this. There are other things going on, you know, uh, and Sonia had whatever Derby's fighting about whatever. Getting and about then, Seymour. Wait, what that, what the, it looked like a snooze fest. <laughs> this, this agenda, there was nothing on it. It was completely, I mean, that's, okay, I'm not supposed to, 
uh, state my opinion, but I didn't, I didn't see us getting news out of it. And it's like one of those things that you send uh, a gene or, or myself to spend, you know, it's, it's a, it's a commitment, a time commitment and, and, and money and all that. We're but then the next morning, what was that? We're just not worth it. Well, the next morning I wake up, I didn't wake up. I mean, I, I, I log on to, to Facebook, you know, I check to see what's going on and your list of things happening in Seymour that at least this publication has been sleeping on a little bit is, huh. is pretty, is pretty amazing here. So let's go through some of these things. I know people are really going to be into this as I, as I spit onto my screen, I apologize, but uh, the Housatonic house, new restaurant opening in April uh, this is on Route 34, where the lake house used to used to Correct. be. It's been a, it's been a couple of incarnations uh, over the years. So yeah, that's that's usually exciting. Uh, when's it when's it going to open, and what is it? You know who the people are, or anything so like that. What can it's you tell a, us? It's a rest. It's a restaurant. It's a all inclusive restaurant. All inclusive. It's 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 a restaurant. It's more than a, a pizza place. It's, it's it's they serve all different types of food. They totally remodeled the inside of it from top to bottom. Um, if you walked in the previous restaurants there, you would never know those restaurants were there with all the work and time and money they put into this restaurant. So we're really looking forward to them opening up in um, April. Hey, do you have so any idea? Right? I'm March. sorry, I interrupted you. What'd you say? Or, or March? Yeah. All right, soon, soon, soon. Uh, <laughs> do you have any theories or, 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 or gossip or what have you? I'm always amazed that restaurants sort of come and go from that location. I mean, it's on Route 34, Roosevelt Drive there. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's more than a main road, you know, there's, it gets so much traffic and I'm sort of surprised that uh, something hasn't gone there and stayed there. Any, any, any guesses? You know, you hear the talk around town, well, the parking, you know, you have to cross a major road to get there, but the owners bought a parking lot next to it. So it gave them more parking. Oh, nice. So that, that could be a reason. Um, I know they're looking, you know, with the summertime and, and things happening, I have to be very careful what I say, because I don't want to say they're going to do something because they talked about doing something and they actually don't do it. And I was like, oh, she's, she's talking about. Um, so I, I think the additional parking will help them coming in and revamping that whole area. It used to be a way back when, I think in the 90s, it was, was it Alberto's? Alderio's? It was, it was a restaurant. It was a pizza place, or an Italian restaurant. And it was constantly busy. You know, and then it's changed hands. And I, I think a parking had a lot to do with it. People not wanting to go there or parking across the street. I, I, it was probably intimidating. You pull up and if you don't, if you weren't, I mean, I drive by there all the time because I live on like that side of Derby. You know, my mom was like 34 is like right there. But yeah, I guess if you don't know, it's like, where do I park? Am I going to drive into the river? All that kind of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And keep Gordon Ramsay away from it. That's all I want. Don't let Gordon Ramsay anywhere near it. That vulture. Uh, Nicole Clarides Dietrich says snooze fest is a gene saying. What is it? Snooze, snooze fest. I called the meeting a snooze fest, I guess. And she's saying, I, I plagiarized gene. I'll see you in court. Uh, then the other thing going on, and this is, this is hugely exciting. I think too luxury. Uh, oh, Marcy says the, the place needed an uplift parking was horrible. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Best of luck to the new business. And uh, if you're listening, let us know when you open and we'll cover the ribbon cutting. Luxury apartments, according to we'll first. We'll let you know when the ribbon cutting is going to be. Thank you. Thank you. 
uh, luxury apartments, according to you, are going across uh, from the restaurant next to Walsh's Cottage, which is sort of near like the Dunkin' Donuts right there. I, I use the word luxury apartments because that is the word that I was told that they were going to be. And I did see the Facebook post about, oh, well, and septic. Well, there are a lot of homes, beautiful homes in Seymour that are on well and septic. So um, just because something is on well and septic doesn't mean that it's not going to be luxurious or nice, right? Oh, um, I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was a stereotype. Wow. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know that either. As a, um, as a kid who grew up in a, in a, you know, there was a septic field outside. Yeah. Um, so they 34, are- 34, 34 apartments were, you, you, were, you were saying, right? apartments. Okay. That, um, they call them luxurious apartments because they're going to be, they're not like the small little rinky dink apartments. You know, the builder does a great job in what he does. He's very attentive to detail. So new construction market, market rate apartments, rate it sounds like. Higher. A uh, public hearing coming up uh, in March about that. Because mm -hmm. there is that thing, like you, whenever I drive on 34 on that stretch there, I'm always amazed there isn't a, a, just a little more because it seems exactly. ripe, ripe for, for development. So it's nice to see things happening there. And then you're saying, this is huge too. First select woman, Dragonis. Uh, an I'm, I'm I'm angry because you, you scooped us on your Facebook page, but an application went through- I didn't through scoop you. You just chose not to come and cover Seymour well, because listen, nothing is happening in Seymour. Listen, in the on your first select no woman report, mine. add some bullet points. Give me like, hey, who's the, the, the hey that just it, you and, and Mayor Cassetti does the same thing. He'll be like, oh, Mayor's report. Oh yeah, by the way, we're going to invade Derby next week. Just put a bullet point on there, you, you guys. I'll give you the scoop next time beforehand. Uh, an application, and then I'll be, you know, I won't have somebody to go or I'll have some sob story, but a, an application went through Inland Wetlands for one, 109 River Road, which is the old Housatonic Wire Company property. Yeah. So what's, what's potentially going to happen there? So Housatonic Wire put in an application through the Inland Wetlands, um, through Larero Engineering for potentially putting in storage units. Um, the storage units also have to go in front of our planning and zoning. So there will be a public comment session on that for people to, from the public to, to comment on it, to, you know, to give their thoughts and opinions and, 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 and they're free to do that. Just like anything else that happens in town, people are allowed to give their public comment on it. Um, that's what the owner of the property feels is what he wants to put in there. Um, All right, I'm going to read into that pause. You're, I mean, maybe it's not ideally if you could make, if someone, uh, the public could wave a magic wand and, and, and build something there, but that's not the way uh, the country works. The landowner and the zoning rules, you can try to get in. Yeah, it's privately owned and mm. he has the right to choose what he wants to do with his property as a taxpayer in this town, as, as, as the owner of the property is also a taxpayer in this town, as a taxpayer in the town. I don't want to look out or go down Route 8 and, and see storage units. And that's my own thoughts and my own personal opinion as a taxpayer, not as the first select woman, because we want to bring businesses. We want to build our grand list. That's what we want to do. But I always envision that area as a restaurant um, because you have that nice little river going through where people can eat outside. That's what I always envisioned over there. But it's not my property. But, you know, 
we have to grow the grand list. So. And people should understand, I, I hope people understand that just because so a PNZ or a land use agency or whatever the reviewing body is, you can't just say, I don't like that. I'd rather have an Apple store and reject something out of right. Uh, exactly. That's just not the way it it's, works. It, he is. He has every right to put that there. It's, it is a use, uh, an allowable use. And he's looking to do something with his land. You know, it's, I'm glad that and happy that he's doing something with his property. Because it sat there for a little bit. And a public hearing on that is coming up uh, in, in April. April yeah. And so what this really means is that Gene Falbo-Sostinovich is going to be really busy uh, next week catching up on all these stories. And then last but certainly not least, you're a new pizzeria or, or pizza and, pizzeria and more coming to Main Street. What's that? Um, so that is Railroad Station Pizza. And they're actually, I think they're, they, they just got their CO. So they have pizza places, they have, you know, they're going to serve more than pizza. I think it's like an Italian restaurant type deal um, with the food they're going to have there. So they're open already. And I know, I know I've read the comments about another pizza place, but again, it's businesses coming in. It's the grand list. People are saying we don't have, we don't have. And then when businesses are coming in, you, you know, they're not happy about it. You know, I'm happy there's um, there's some companies are, that are coming in. Right, so yeah. And, and I mean, there's clearly, I'm not an economist uh, or anywhere near it. I mean, you know, I'm a nonprofit newspaper reporter, which is like the opposite of uh, an economist. But uh, there's supply and demand, and there's clearly a demand for, uh, for pizza, for high-end pizza. It's opening up all over the place. The Valley's becoming, I think, pretty much a, a destination uh, spot yeah, for parties in Ansonia. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's really good. I, you know, and and so that was everything you went through at at your uh, selectman meeting uh, the other night. I mean, I got to ask you about Tri Town Plaza, but I actually kind of have like news I held on. to. It's not really news, but a couple of months ago in August, actually, I had reached out to Ron Spector mm -hmm. uh, because I guess I, this was a story I worked on. And I think I interviewed you, and I, I never wrote the story because. I, you know, I'm one guy, I don't know. And uh, there was some talk of a light manufacturer of some type possibly checking out uh, Tritown Plaza. And then uh, I wrote, put something on Facebook and I, 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 I think that was the extent of what I did with it. And people commented and uh, just, this was from Ron Spector, uh, Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. He said, uh, you know, I, I saw the comments. There isn't a single name on that list that we haven't contacted. I guess people put suggestions that we've contacted at least five times in the past decade. The issue is the changing nature of brick and mortar. There are also, there, this is, I thought was interesting. There are also structural issues with my ownership and leasing of the property that limit what I can even develop on this parcel, which additionally limits our options for future uh, development. It's not because I'm refusing to invest in Seymour, but rather because we've been unable to find a credit, I think even credible tenant who wants to locate in a market with constraints that might not see the same growth as Shelton and Oxford. But then I emailed back and I said, well, what about Red Raider Plaza and Ansonia is exploding? And, 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 but anyway, so that was uh, just something from Ron Spector. Can you tell us, is, is anything happened on, uh, with Tritown Plaza? So I could say there, Sheila O'Malley is speaking with Mr. Spector about 
certain things going on. And that's that's right. I forgot you're, you, you have a new uh, a part-time economic development director, Sheila O'Malley. Yes. It's well known, holds the same position in Ansonia and previously held it uh, in, in the city of Derby. So mm -hmm. I forgot about that. So Sheila, is, uh, you know, she comes to our board meetings once a month and she gives a, a rundown on grants that she's applied for. She gives a rundown on um, people she has spoken to regarding um, economic development. So, I mean, she is, she is working on things and she is working with Mr. Spector on a, on a, on a couple of things. And we're hoping that, you know, they, they go through and, and they're followed through one because if they are. Um, it, it could help, it will help our grand list. And then we just had two questions come in from a Jim Pepe. Uh, okay. He was going back to when we were talking about uh, sewage and, and leach fields. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about, but he oh, says- luxury not being, um, wells and septics not being luxury on wells. He asked, does, does someone with a well pay less to the Seymour Water Pollution Control Authority than someone with access to city water? That is a very, very specific question. That is a very specific question. So the WPCA, which is our, our Water Pollution Control Authority, collects from city water and city sewer. You could have a well, uh, you could have a, sorry, excuse me, you can have a septic with city water and you pay the WPCA for the usage, the water consumption. If you have a well and a septic system, you do not pay for the WPCA. You do not pay to that. The only people that pay the WPCA or sewer tax fee or sewer assessment fee are those that have city water or and city sewer. It, it wasn't there, excuse my ignorance, but wasn't there talk of bringing a sewer line up 34, up Roosevelt Drive? That That's would be, there, I, there was talk about it, but to have it come down 34, you would have to have gravity fed pumps. And those are a lot of money because you'd have to pump it up, uh, up the hills in Seymour, Green Hill Road. You have to pump it over there, down to Derby Avenue by Route 8, unless we pumped um, down to the, the pump house on 34 and Derby. Okay. And then Mr. Pepe also asked, and this was when we were talking about uh, Housatonic Wire. Is that the name of the property? Housatonic Wire, yeah, right? Housatonic Wire. There's so many, I get them confused. But he said, is the property contaminated and not suitable for construction of certain use without remediation? So um, when Selectman Paul Roy and Teresa Conroy was our state rep. They went and um, got some brownfield money for um, the owner of the property. The state gave him money and he was cleaning it up and then he stopped. Um, he stopped cleaning it up and he has started cleaning it up now because he's in the he put himself in the voluntary cleanup section. Um, and it was mentioned at the inland wetland meeting by the person um, interested in building the uh, storage units um, that he would not clean it up. He would not build until the property would, uh, was thoroughly cleaned. He'd gotcha. have to have okay. a look from the state of Connecticut that it was thoroughly cleaned. 
Okay, thank you for that answer. And thank you for that question, uh, Mr. Pepe. I just hit refresh and I'm not seeing any other questions. So maybe uh, we'll wrap it up. But I wanted to ask you first, Select Woman uh, Dragonis, anything going on this weekend? You have your finger on the pulse of, of what's happening in Seymour. Unlike me, the only thing I know that's happening in Seymour this weekend is Connecticut Cult Classics. And they're playing a double feature of, of werewolf movies. I'm sure, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Ginger Snaps or The Howling, but uh, that's scary Larry Dwyer putting that on this weekend. But that's the extent of my culture. So I don't know, anything else um, going on? Just, you know, Friday night, we have our high school boys uh, and JV boys basketball games at home. Um, our varsity boys swimming and diving is gonna be in Naugatuck. Um, we have our championship wrestling that we have two, uh, somebody going into, we have uh, two, of our, uh, two of our wrestlers going into, our girls gymnastics, uh, and again, on Saturday, boys basketball and our uh, boys indoor track will be an indoor track. Girls indoor track will be competing this weekend for states. Oh, that's all great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that as well. And I guess uh, I'll just ask you one last time if there's any other uh, topics you want to touch upon or mention or shout outs. I don't know. No, I just, you know, I just want to let the people know that, you know, if they have any, our residents know if they have any questions whatsoever, you know, come to a town meeting. Our town meetings are open to everybody and anybody. Um, if you have comments, understand during public comments, whether it's at a board of ed meeting or any other board meeting, we can't, the board cannot comment during public comment. Um, but you can be asked to be put on the agenda. And if you stay around, sometimes board members give their comments to the questions afterwards. Wait, I'm going to file out a freedom of information complaint. And you should have told me that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because I'm we just... didn't post our agenda online for 24 hours. Oh, well, I like, all right. Like, hey, that was. That came back to me that we had filed a complaint. I didn't, I didn't know what the rules were. It's okay. We'll just leave it at an eye roll. All right. Well, that's the what. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. All right. Let's call it a day. Thank you so much. We are so very much. transparent in this office. We hide nothing. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Hey, then why the blurred background? What's that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I have my, I have my uh, budget up. That's why. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know what to, I don't know how to respond to that. I've got a uh, Chewbacca. All right. No, but, but seriously, in all seriousness, thank you so much uh, for, for just coming on and agreeing to do this. I mean, it's not like we prepare obviously anything in advance. You can tell by the nature of the conversation and, and, and the comments coming in. So I really do appreciate that. And I hope people uh, had some, some fun watching if that's the thing. Maybe. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.